how the tables have turned. Red Bull dominates Mercedes for its fourth victory in a row. Ferrari shows out in Austria. And when will George Russell finally score some points? Let's jump the start. Alright everybody, welcome in to the Jump to Star Racing Podcast. My name is Wellington. I'm here with two of my closest friends. Ruben, say hello. What's going on, guys? El Yancy. Hi. <laughs> hi. Very shy. Hi. Today we'll be talking. Sleeping? What I'm sorry. Are you still sleeping? No. <laughs> so today we'll be talking about the uh Styrian Grand Prix and also touching base on some of the uh Latest news throughout the F1 world. <laughs> Yo, what the hell, bro? Let them start, man. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Wood. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> <sighs> uh, didn't even take long this time. <laughs> didn't even take long. You guys are so good at... What's <laughs> up, <laughs> guys? Yeah, so What's going on? outside of the podcast, we are, I guess, unfortunately, friends. So we hung out on <laughs> Saturday night, and they literally were talking. Oh yeah, our favorite part is when we're joking around, and Wellington gets all upset because we're distracting. You mean you don't enjoy that? No. Oh, so, I thought it was on an act. That was those. No, 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 no. Listen, Definitely. I enjoy. It, so I'm gonna keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so, like I said, we'll be talking about some news, the Styrian Grand Prix review, and a little bit of a preview for the Austrian Grand Prix. Very little because it's the same track as yesterday's race. So. Starting off, well, how are you? how are you guys? Good, good. Happy Monday. Happy yes. Monday is right. Yeah, we, we have another war race week or raw raw week. Rossik. Rossik. <laughs> what does that mean? Oh God, damn! You're out of touch, bro. Yeah, you need to get on social media a little bit more often. My bad. So, um, let's get back into it. <laughs> the uh, track mania, we'll call this section. A lot of uh, upcoming track changes and um, yeah, it's a lot. additions to the calendar and moving Grand Prix. So let's start with the first one that came out, Abu Dhabi. Uh, track changes aimed at improving overtaking at Abu Dhabi's Yas Marina circuit. I am not all that excited, but what we're going to get is we're eliminating the chicane and widening the hairpin at turn seven. Removing four sharp corners at turn 11, 12, 13, and 14. Uh, they're going to be replaced by one long bank turn. And opening up the radius of four corners, turn 17, 18, 19, and 20 to create a faster flowing section of the track. And why are you not excited? Because it's just such a, it's been a uh, historically boring race. Yeah, but that's the reason why it's been a historically boring race. You think those small changes will make the big small difference? Changes. That's not a small change. That seems like a lot. Listen, you're removing that chicane, which you have a. I mean, it's going into kind of like a hairpin, but it's a fast. It's a faster hairpin than most going into the straight. So you have more speed going into that corner, um, and then you're eliminating most of the ninety degree turns that we all hate. The okay. only ones we like are probably the ones in Baku. But Baku's long enough, long enough track where it has other sections where you can get better racing. Mm -hmm. But since you have that bank turn and then the 
the re- after that after that bank turn, it's mostly ninety degree corners going to the going into that into well that was what sector three. If you round those corners, and that means the cars can go faster, probably have a better chance at overtaking. So I think these are very good changes, and I can't wait to see it. And the beauty about this is that usually we get this news and we have to wait till next year. It's going to happen this season at the end of the year. So we should have finally, hopefully, a good race, a good last race of the season. Okay. So, yeah, this track might, the changes might maybe keep me awake, you know, from. Yeah. But I mean, it's a- the thing about the, the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, whatever, it's because it's the last race. And I don't know, besides, was that 2016 when Nico Rosberg won? Mm-hmm. It's the only time that if something happened in the race, it could affect the championship so far, I think, that we've seen it. Every time we go there, you know, Lewis has already won. But that's not necessarily why you. No, like, you want to race but to it keeps good. you. It keeps away some of the excitement of the race because, for example, it's the last race and the champion is already won, and then on top of that, it's a boring race. So, but I'll give you this, right? That's but true. Usually, I mean, you you got a good point, but usually, for example, let's say Brazil, which is usually the second to last race at mm-hmm. Interlagos, usually the championship was already won by then. But it's still a fun race, yes, because it's a competitive race. Yes, there's so still that's, things in the air. In that, yeah, that point, I understand exactly. So this is this, this is the th- maybe going into Abu Dhabi, the championships already won, but at least at the very least, you don't got a snooze fest to end the season. No, no, yeah, that's, a, that's it'll be that's at a month, least a month for the change. Within, with, besides the championship, just within that race, at least we can have a little bit of fun if the cars have a chance to overtake or follow each other. They will. I disagree. I don't know. Okay. Fine. So, so your point. Why? No, no. It's um. Why? Why is it that we? Yeah. Why? <laughs> well, I I don't know. I feel like we, we tried something in Barcelona. Granted, it was uh, was it Barcelona to a much less extent. It was only one turn in Barcelona. It just yeah. Here's like there's like six turns taken. Either All right. Uh, okay. I'll I'll concede. Hopefully it turns out good. It'll only benefit us and me if it turns out to be a good situation. Take note. Yeah. I concede. <laughs> <laughs> the Turkish Grand Prix is back on the calendar. It is scheduled for October 3rd, replacing uh, the Singapore Grand Prix. Singapore, Singapore. It sucks. Yeah. Lewis Hamilton won it last time out last year in the rain. We're happy it's back, right? It's a great track. No, no I say it sucks not because the race sucks. No, it's, we got a good race, you know, from it last year. Mm-hmm. I say it sucks because it took away the chances chances of having, you know, to Austin. You took away my point. Okay, my bad. <laughs> so it took away the chances of. No, nah, you didn't tell me that before, but that's exactly what I was yeah, thinking. Yeah. Two races at Austin. At Austin, yeah. I mean, we were looking forward to a little. We were in doubt, you know, throwing it back and forth. Are we going to take two weeks to go? Are we going to take ten days to go? What are we doing? Yeah, I don't think anyone is upset that Turkey is on the calendar. It no, was no. a fun track. Uh, it was a good race. Except us, the um, US fans. But <laughs> we would have liked two races in Austin because then we can spend ten days in Austin if we wanted. Jeez. If we had the chance. If we. Make the effort to do that. We can do that, but um, but it's still possible, though. You never know. Do you have two races in us? Yeah, hmm. no, maybe I don't know. Well, there there was news that they are going to uh, they're looking to let more fans at Austin at Austin twenty thousand more fans are looking to do that. So um, that seems like a positive uh, outlook on things. 
Very, yeah, very exciting. Speaking of exciting, getting rid of something that was boring, the Russian Grand Prix is set to move from Sochi. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect segue. Yep. <laughs> uh, you lost it. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll give him give the applause. Yeah. It was set to move from Sochi to Igora Drive in Russia over by St. Petersburg. Uh, the track layout looks a lot better. Than, is this on a 16 track already? I'm sorry? Is this on a 16 track? No, it was built. Uh, they well, started construction in 2017. It was completed two years later. It just got F1 gotcha, okay. FIA certification. Mm-hmm. It's by our boy, uh, Herman Telka. Yes. So we know. The man. Um, well, yeah, he is the guy. So, um, you know, he designed the turkey. When is the contract expire? I don't know. When is his contract expiring? Oh, you want his job, right? Some designer got to come up with something different <laughs> than 90 degrees. <laughs> well, I mean, that's so that's the benefit of this track. It doesn't look like it has a lot of 90 degrees turns. It gets rid of that aspect of Sochi. Yeah, it looks like a very flowy, what we call flowy track. It is 4.06 kilometers long, has 15 corners. And it just got its FIA 1 grade Last year in 2019, after opening in 2019. So, last year. So, it is confirmed to take place. What was it? Domenicali had meant, had said specifically, I am pleased to confirm that the Formula One Russian Grand Prix from 2023 will be held at Igora Drive. So, we have to still suffer one more year of uh, Sochi before we get and out there. Two. To St. Petersburg, because that's where two, it is. Two right more years. Outside. You're right. Yeah. 2021. Yeah. It hasn't happened. Yeah. <laughs> the only so. person that's going to be real sad about it is. Terry Boras. Oh. Love Sochi. Yeah. Yeah, for real. But I think this one uh it will lend it it looks like it will lend itself to better racing than at Sochi. I think it's so actually easier to get to. I think St. Petersburg is a uh, it's a more international city. Yeah, it's Sochi was a place that hosted the Olympic, the Winter Olympics at mm-hmm. it, well this falls in line uh with what F one has aimed to do is that make it make the races a uh great again. <laughs> now make make uh make the races in destination cities. So St. Petersburg is obviously one of the biggest yeah. the biggest cities or the fans. Yeah, the biggest cities in Russia. So it'll make it uh a lot easier to get to. And you could also have a lot of uh locals coming to the races as well. So I'm excited for that. It looks like a cool track. Yeah. Better than Sochi. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that completes the track mania portion of the news. And uh, coming up next is... Did you is... come up with that name? What's up? Did you come up with that name? Yeah, bro. Very, you know ori- it. very original. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> the um, uh, Pirelli announced that they're going to be making tire changes, I guess, to the... Um, they're reinforcing the sidewall of the tires while also maintaining the same tire profile. That's going to be starting from the British GP on kind of to counteract what happened at Baku with uh, Max and with Lance Stroll. So we've seen that the British Grand Prix tends to have a lot of tire. We've seen a lot of tire accidents at the British Grand Prix. Is it going to be from just for the British Grand Prix? No, going forward. From going there. forward? Oh, okay. Okay. What do you guys think? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it's obviously done for safety reasons. Um, even though... <laughs> I find it funny because Pirelli obviously blamed the teams mm-hmm. and now they're changing the construction 
so who's really to blame? Um, but yeah, uh, anything to we see a lot of tire blowouts at at um last at year. Silverstone. Not even last last year that happened. Lewis wins. Yeah, Lewis. but it also it's also happened in previous years as well. Um, and that lent, because you know it's a fast track. You have a lot of load going through the corners because there's a lot of fast corners at Silverstone. So it makes sense to reinforce the tires uh, to make sure that you don't get these crazy blowouts and you get a crazy accident. Because if I'm not mistaken, also, Kvyat had a big moment. I don't know if it was in qualifying or in uh, or in one of the practices where he stepped out and he had a big tire blowout. It, he said it was like a lot of uh, when he was with, racing for AlphaTauri. Um, he... It was a lot of factors going into it, but part of the reason was the tire. So it okay. happens a lot at Silverstone. So. I don't think it was Silverstone. Though. I yeah, think it was, it was. Sochi. No, I was at Silverstone. Okay, I double checked that. Yeah, <laughs> it was at Silverstone. I gotta make sure I gotta double check. I don't. I don't trust Ruben's fact check. Yep. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah, but I mean, especially after what happened with Lance Stroll and um, yeah, that was bad this year. And uh, and Max Verstappen and Barco. I think it's a good idea that they do that. So. But all of that's going to change next year anyway. So they're going to be better monitoring the tires with the tire pressure sensor and the stuff like that they're going to have. So yeah, hopefully some of these things are going to start getting you know, better. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm surprised that they don't have standard tire pressures already. I think that would be something that as that Pirelli and FIA would be on top of. I don't know why they do that. but Well, they do. Well, no, they do it they at the beginning a of the parameter, yeah, like a yeah, but they do it at the beginning of the but they don't have a sensor. It's like, for example, we drive a road car now. We are, we can tell on the screen of our car how what our tire pressures are. Yeah. Why wouldn't they have that in F1? I mean, it doesn't just make any sense. It's but, part of a racing game. Yeah, whatever. Uh, but good. But, I mean, it's, it's good that it's happening. Pirelli blame the teams. They're doing something about it because they don't want the fingers pointed back at them again. No, we reinforce it. You guys keep playing with it. That's true, yeah. Even though they blame the teams. Yeah. <laughs> no, they will. You know? They always do anyways. Big deal or not a big deal? Not a big deal, right? No, it's not a big deal. I don't think it's going to... I so mean, the, the, the... Same tire profile. Same so. tire profile. It's not going to change the performance So somebody at Pirelli is going to be like... The, we will just won't, won't have blowouts, which I think we can all agree that we don't want that. Well, anymore. we won't have blowouts in the same fashion that they happened in Baku. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because you they, don't... They're making the sidewalk stronger. Yeah, you don't, you don't want to... Uh, have a car, you know, heading down a straight at 300 kilometers or what, 200 miles per hour, and then all of a sudden everything. Can we goes see on. the video though, from Pirelli oh. of making the sidewall stronger? You know, have, have like the guy like a soul bath, but instead of soul throwing rubber. Rubber. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I don't think that's uh, how they're made, Ruben. Do they adding a little more rubber. You know what? You should do a video like that. Nah, nah. <laughs> I'm not even going to do it again because I'm going to I'll get you the salt bay wig. <laughs> the salt bay wig. And the glasses. Yeah, and the glasses. And I'll bring you a little bit of rubber bees and you start doing that on a tire. <laughs> we should do that. <laughs> well, does not condone that. <laughs> <laughs> He's so frustrated. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, man. All right. So along the lines of tires and pit stops, the FIA has, I guess, mandated to slow down the Formula 1 pit stops from the Hungar Hungarian Grand Prix going forward. Uh, so, Yancy, walk us through this news here a bit. Okay. So what is happening here? Um, 
basically what's happening now is that you're not supposed to have automated systems within the pit stop. So a lot of these teams now have, and when they screw in the... This is crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Check this out. What? When they screw in the, the nut, they have a sensor that sends a signal automatically to the light so it can turn green. Also, the top teams, the one that can afford this, also when that gun sends a signal where all the tires are on, also sends a, some of them have jacks where the jack just automatically just goes down. So you can deploy it, right? And then it just it just goes down and they pull it out. Top, not all teams have it. Some teams do. Now, so when you say top team, you say what, what Ferrari, Red Bull, Mercedes? Yeah, you know, the ones that have the most money, basically. Uh, I don't know what specific teams. Yeah, I just yeah, we don't know what heard about that. But um, what they're trying to do is that the reason they're saying that the reason why the pit stops have gotten so quick is that they don't allow for natural human reaction time to actually check if the boat is on right or, you know, or give or give them time to signal to the to the front where they can put turn the light green. So now they're building intolerances. So, for example, it's 0.15 seconds for wheel nuts to, to be observed to be tight. And they have 0.2 seconds from the jacks going down of the driver to receive the go signal. So you have to have that minimum amount of time, which I guess they can they can look at high-speed cameras to monitor this to see and time it. They do that in NASCAR now, too, by the way. So I don't know how they're going to police this, but um, that's the reason. They're saying that it's too quick. It's not safe. They don't have enough time to check if everything is put on right. So that's why they're introducing the technical director. So that .1 seconds is going to like make all that. Or like the, it was a .1 from when they get the signal. Point one five from where they from where they can see that the that the, the wheel nut is put on correctly, and then they have point two seconds from the jacks going down to where uh, one of the pit crew can tell them, "Yo, it's good to go." Gotcha. That's those are the minimum times. So they're bringing a more human aspect. Into yeah, they just want to make sure that there's humanize more. That the 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 human reaction times are are correct, but they also so do they also this, have room for mistakes and yeah, cost but changes they also the do that for the start of the race too. But they just they don't publicize that figure for the start of the race because they're afraid that teams will take a will time it and they will take advantage of that. So, <laughs> I mean, it's it's a lot of technical stuff, but I guess it makes sense. Any, I don't know if you guys have any opinion on that. It just to me, just I'm like, what? I think, <laughs> like it's, right, right, it's right. like what what I think it's so amazing that the pit stops are that fast that no they yeah have to bring when, it down. when 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 uh, you can break down a pit stop by sequ like sequences of what happens is pretty amazing no people considering people that we're talking F1. about two second stops people that don't watch F one they get amazed when they see the speed of for the first down. time yeah. yeah yeah I remember when I watched it the first time sometimes they even tell you just put it again like. No, you just missed it. Like, no, I haven't. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. That's the service at Wheel and Tire Depot, no? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> but, yeah, so, obviously, because remember, a lot of people were, in Formula 1, it's like freaking 26 guys that freaking jump on the car. In NASCAR, it's mm -hmm. like, like 5 or 6 or 10 or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, because it's two guys. It's just. Right, and IndyCar, they're like running around the car. Yeah, I have to like, I think it's like four. On, there's more people on the team, but it's only like a certain amount that could go on the actual pit to, to, to do work. Mm -hmm. Right. So just... IndyCar, they throw the guns. I'm like, yeah, yeah. they don't break. 
But it's just, yeah, I mean, the fact that they're able to break it down is pretty amazing. And I guess if it makes it safer, let's go ahead and do it. I mean, I, I don't think I don't think we'll see any tangible changes. No, you will. You will eventually because it's bringing the human error into aspect now. Oh, true. You will eventually as, as things start, they start to get caught on. Hey, you know, I buy them. You know, maybe they're probably going to get penalized at first, but they're going to say, hey. You better watch your timing with this because we saw this. Mm-hmm. And then, then it's going to get start getting police, and then they'll, they'll have to go away with it and go back to more human aspect of it. I think it will eventually add a little more time in the pits, and that also could result could change the result of the race as a whole because yeah, now people right. are about to make mistakes. Huh? Mm-hmm. Makes not, sense. Not computers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And the last piece of news, not even news. It was just so funny to see Gunther Steiner hand Mazespin a nice little top, Nikita Mezepin. I'm sorry, I shouldn't call him Mezepin, but it was a funny social media moment. We'll link it in the uh, link it in the show notes. That was hilarious. I, that thought, was. I thought it was hilarious. That I thought Mezepin's reaction was great. From <laughs> being that the top dog is calling into the office, you at least you know. Oh crap! What did I do now? Did it make you like uh, Mezepin a little bit more? Or a little bit, a little bit, yeah, and made me. Like, I thought it, I, I thought it made him a little bit more human. I'm still wondering if he's. I'm still <laughs> humanized. It stuck him saying that he's a robot, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> egghead robot. Yeah, that. I, yeah, he's. I don't know. It was. It was actually a pretty cool moment. It he, was, and he took it in stride. I think uh, he's definitely had it rough from the fans. So <laughs> we'll see. Okay, tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Let's jump into it, our race review. Gentlemen, a short view back to the past. We should put some music to that. Yeah, we should. <laughs> Yo, you know, you know what? Uh, remember in the, in the Gunnison second, when they're playing the do 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 that they're about to go, supposed to start getting ready to, to steal the cars? Mm-hmm. Like that type of thing. That's why I went like this. Well, like 80s montage music or something like that? Don't call, all the Don't call me all again. Don't call me all again. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, even before, well, right, we'll talk about that later. But uh, just qualifying, just real quick, Esteban Ocon just completely lost. What happened to his pace? He got money in the bank. <laughs> <laughs> it's weighing him down. His yeah. wallet is yeah, weighing him down. His wallet is weighing him down. Yeah, he got a, a lot of money now. He's, he brings his wallet onto. There you onto, go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, with that much money, I wouldn't leave it out, right? I Just guess, keep yeah, it with exactly. you. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on. It seems uh, he's uh, he signed his contract and he's, and he hasn't been anywhere. He, after he started so good, and they turned off the turned on the fire on him. Like and and then on top of that, Alonso's doing a lot better. So Hell yeah. pressure's on. Pressure's on. Uh, George, well. It's one of those things we could talk about later, but George Russell, Mr. Saturday, back at it again. Uh, that was pretty much it. We'll talk about the rest of the qualifying action during the race review here. So the race itself, the front of the pack, obviously we had, at the end of the race, we had Max Verstappen winning. We had Lewis Hamilton in second place, and we had Valtteri Boras in third. But it didn't really, leading into it, it didn't really seem, other than, other than, Max Verstappen running away with the race, right? It was a little more dramatic than what it presents itself as the podium. Yeah, I mean, for it to be the usual podium that we usually get, which is Verstappen, Hamilton, and Bottas on the podium, this felt different. It felt very different because, obviously, Max Verstappen won the race. But this one was 
more like what we're used to seeing from Mercedes. Mm-hmm. It was a dominant win by Red Bull mm-hmm. Verstappen. Yeah. Without a doubt. Like, yeah. Literally and, nothing um, in the air of suspicious that happened. No, we won. Yeah, and then it seemed like Mercedes, even though they got a second and third, were almost helpless and just couldn't catch Red Bull. So it was, I don't know. I It just, I'm hoping that it's not like this for the rest of the season because then we're, we're going to get more of the same, just a different team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we finally have a team that we can legit say after seven races in, they're eight, le- eight. eight races in, there's a, they're, they're a legit contender and they, definitely can beat Mercedes. It's not on the line like, oh, maybe they can. No, they can definitely beat Mercedes. And um, and the fact that they are developing the car more than Mercedes is. You know, uh, Total Wolf came out after the rest saying that, after the race, saying that uh, they stopped development of the car, which I don't know if... I don't believe it. I find that hard to, hard to believe. What I take that as is he, they stopped it and they're restarting it. They stopped yeah. it for like yesterday. Oh, we had to go home and we stopped. Yeah, I mean. When they clocked out. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like the lead in the championship is insurmountable and it's only eight races right. in. Out four, eight out of 23 races on right. top of that. So I don't, I don't know if he's just, if it's gamesmanship or if it's true. But I find it hard to believe that Mercedes is not going to make a run for it. Or this is going to stop. What do you think, Ruben? No, what I think is, I don't, I think I, I said this briefly to you guys when we were watching the race. The tables have turned. Before it was Red Bull trying to play catch-up to Mercedes. Mm-hmm. It's not Mercedes being forced to play catch-up. So they probably have you know their hands all the way up saying, what the hell did we miss? Like, how did we lose so much pace? You know, yeah. let's say, for example, they did stop developing the car. Uh oh! You better call everybody. They better start doing overtime. We gotta get a crap on. Yeah, but but then the issue is obviously it's a cost cap, and uh, what it seems to me is that Mercedes is thinking more long term because obviously you have yeah, but you're gonna lose this year, and then yeah, but then but but you also but you have rule changes that that go on for the next few years after that. So you're saying. Rebels playing the short game by sticking so much money into this engine that, we, that you know whatever this car that we're gonna lose in a couple of races. I don't think they're playing the short game. I just think that Red Bull has a better. Remember, this car carries over from last year, mm-hmm. and Red Bull is a team that is notoriously a slow start starter as far as like car car development, and then by the end of the year, the they're actually better. pretty good. So. If you have a car that you carry on from the previous year before, that means that not only do they have an entire year to develop the car, but now they're the, they're not starting off on the back foot. Gotcha. So. What Mercedes is Yeah, that? exactly. And, and another thing to, to note is that this is the year where they introduce the. Tokens. Huh? The tokens? No, not the tokens, the, the time in, in, uh, in the wind tunnel. So there's a handicap. So I believe um, right now, Red Bull has more wind tunnel time than Mercedes. Because of the championship. Because of the championship positions. Now, going into the second half of the year, that switches according to championship order. 
So in the second half of the year, Mercedes is going to have a little bit more time in the wind tunnel than 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 uh than Red Bull is because Red Bull will be leading the championship. So it's it's based that tight. Yeah, not, because there's not, a, not like what I you said, did probably previous year. No, it's yeah they they they're gonna change it in the middle of the year. Jeez. So. I mean, I don't, you know, right now, I don't know if it's Red Bull taking advantage, but they're also using resources and spending money on updating the car. At what point do they stop developing this car and start oh, they're developing out of money. next year? Yeah, but they have to develop next year's car, too. Gotcha. Not saying as far as, like, the budget from yeah. this year. You're putting money into as this As opposed car. to what Mercedes is doing, according to Total Wolf, is that they want to focus their resources on building next year's car, which is totally different. Instead of spending so much time in on this car, which by the end of this year is just no, it's not worth it. But they're also championship contenders. They're not just gonna they're Mercedes, they're not just gonna and it's Lewis Hamilton, they're just not gonna stop fighting. I find it hard to believe. This weekend they didn't, but yeah. Well, I mean, listen, they got punched in the face. So <laughs> That was, yeah. What does Mike Tyson say? Everyone has a plan until, until you get, get punched, punched in, the, in the, face. the face. Now it's time to react, see what happens. Absolutely. And, well, again, we all know that Mercedes, and especially Hamilton, uh, as the season goes on, especially after the summer break, um, which is coming up soon, they get stronger. So we'll see what happens. So I think it's a, a function of exactly what you mentioned, that that car they just kept developing developing it the red bull car i think that red bull just pours just they're just doing the regular thing that they've been doing every year just continue to update the car and mercedes had to i think we talked about it last time that they had to modify their car right from the beginning because of the rake concept that they were running versus mm-hmm. what red bull was running with the arrow changes uh the cost cap is also a factor right i think uh i, I had the numbers and mercedes here. also started the season off on the back foot as far as the rake with the rake concept so i'm gonna so the cost cap includes salaries right no it doesn't it doesn't include driver salaries i thought it did mm, no, no i think there's a not. limit on the on the driver's salary once you go over that comes i think up, they were still negotiating but i think it's just um okay no i'm saying it's like it includes Driver's salary once it passes like thirty million or something like that. And total, it, total. Yeah, once the driver's salary passes thirty million, it comes out. The, okay, the, the amount passed comes out of your cap as well. Yeah. Lewis uh, Hamilton thirty million, Valtteri Bottas ten million, mm-hmm. so that's forty. No, I don't know if it's in, you know per driver the thirty million limit or both combined. So I don't know. The I don't thing. think I don't think that the driver's salary is included. I think it's just the development and uh, just the team. Okay. So well, no, once you go over the thirty million limit. Whatever is over thirty million limit, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if it's for both drivers or per driver. So if I'm in Lewis Hamilton's case, thirty million, he's at the limit. Yeah. If he was to get thirty-five, this, those extra five millions comes out of their budget. Okay. Gotcha. So it could, probably more makes more sense to be combined than anything. Yeah. All right. Well, no, but like I was saying, they're just Red Bull is just pouring money into the car. They're pouring the development time, like Yancy said, in, into the Arrow. And it's just what they've been doing this yeah, whole they, time. They brought a big change to the diffuser. Like I said, I think that's why you see that Red Bull has been pulling away from Mercedes race by race. You see it, you see it like the gap getting bigger and bigger and bigger is because they've been able to develop the car more. Yeah. And, and it's showing. Yeah, and then what any improvements that Mercedes has made is due to setup 
and tweaking what they have now, but they haven't brought any new parts right. in. And you, you you hear Lewis after the race and after the, the, the post-race interviews saying that, yeah, I mean, it would be nice that if they brought new new bits to the car as they usually do, but I mean, there's no there's no plans for it at the moment. He said that. So, and I'm paraphrasing, but that's mm -hmm. the te technically the gist. So we'll see. I mean, uh, but if Red Bull is this far ahead, do you think Mercedes sticks to their original plan, or they they start bringing in new? But bits they're not. To the I don't. Car? They're not far ahead though. Like uh, if you want to talk drivers. Or I'm sorry, constructors' uh, championship standings, they're only they're only up by forty points, right? That's a double DNF, and then right. and we haven't seen that side of Red Bull we, yet. We haven't Did seen we that side of Red Bull yet, which you know is it happens. Um, one thing that we didn't talk about though is okay, so we had the we had the podium finishers, right? And we we're talking about that gap between the Red Bull and the Mercedes. We barely saw, or we saw. Valtteri Bottas barely hold on to to the lead after Perez had done his second pit stop uh, during the race. He actually did his second pit stop lap 54 of 71 and started charging through the field uh, and almost caught Bottas at no, the end. Made up all that time. Yeah. And in fact, I think during the, during the uh, broadcast... Uh, they had a graphic saying, you know, it was la it was like lap sixty or something like that that he would catch Bottas in seven laps, and that the overtake difficulty was like the bare minimum. <laughs> two little, two little dots. Two, two little dots. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, they keep playing Bottas. No, no, it's like what what we were saying yesterday watching the race. Have they said that Bottas was is fighting with anyone? No, I'm mean, listening. They he, never. Once last time they said that he did have or scrapping a, with anyone. He did have a better race here than he has had the past few races. Um, he was a little bit more aggressive, but also remember that um, Perez could have easily gone on the podium if it wasn't for well, the, pit stop. the pit stop for Perez, which he lost like two seconds to. So it was like a four second pit stop, mm -hmm. but. So, I, so imagine, I mean, at the end of the race, what difference would that would would have would that have but made? But that pissed up was to go in the hearts, right? That was a, his first piss up was what the mistake. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to discount that, but mm -hmm. I also want to call into the fact something we didn't talk about during practice. Valtteri Bottas spins out literally in the pit lane. Um, the, the McLaren uh, team had to help push him back out. And there was like, uh, the radio was sounded like uh, the world was pretty much uh, ending. Yeah, like Total Wolf said Armageddon. Armageddon. Um, <laughs> I've yet to see that. I haven't seen that video yet. I have to see it. No, you got to watch it. Yeah. So there's that. He ends up getting a three-place, three-grid yeah. place penalty. He goes I mean, from second down to fifth. And he made up those he spots. He made up those spots, he which we always podium. complain about, mm -hmm. about Terry Bottas not being able to make those spots. Yeah. He drove better. He drove better. You know, he likes this track. He's historically been pretty yeah. good on this track. Yeah, he drove better. So what? He passed Norris that had no pace. Um, you know, to be had at the no front. pace. Okay. To be at the front, had no race pace. Okay, Don't and he passed. He, 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 he passed Paris that had a big mistake in the in the pits. What did he do? Oh damn! Being harsh. He but did not get to second where he qualified. At. That, He's yeah. gone. No, no, yeah, I know that. I'm the, <laughs> come on, I'm the biggest. I want him gone. Proponent. Of, Do you want uh, Russell in the seat? Yeah. You know that Lewis. They asked Lewis about that 
I think it was the pre-race. Um, and uh, what did he say? He said no that 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 Valtteri has probably been the best teammate that he's had. The of team is gonna say yeah. That. The team the is obviously too. is uh, very harmonious and everybody's happy and they've won a few championships. So he would like to uh, obviously would like. For Valtteri to, to stay, to stay. They asked him about Russell. He said, "He's not my teammate. There's no reason to comment right now." So, Boom. So he doesn't want him. So I don't know, man. I mean, I've always said this. If, um, yeah, I don't, I don't see, I, I, I don't see a good ending to putting in Russell. It's not in the second seat next to Hamilton. I think, yeah. You know, eventually, at first it'll be fine, but then it'll rear its ugly head, yep. a la like uh, Leclerc and, and Vettel when the Leclerc came in. It. Yeah, so. I don't think it'll be full, like, Rosberg levels. No, not at that level, but no, it'll be. No, but it'll, it'll be uncomfortable. It will be, it'll be high, high tension. Yeah, it'll be. It'll you know what, speaking of Russell, George Russell, kind of real, a really good drive this whole weekend. We mentioned that he missed out on Q3 by .008 seconds. Um, he was in a pack. There was a battle for seventh between like five guys. Yeah, <laughs> burgers and fries. Five guys, burgers and fries. DRS train. Yeah, it was um the Alonzo, signs. I'm just guessing. Alonzo signs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going out of the top of my head on it. <laughs> oh my god! This yeah, it was Alonzo signs. I think Lance Stroll and Yuki Tsunoda were fighting with George Russell to be able to get into seventh place. Um, he was running eighth. He was running eighth, mm-hmm. gaining on, I believe it was Alonso. signs. Oh, Alonso, that was mm-hmm. in seventh? Alonso was uh, His best drive uh, to date, aside from Sakir Grand Prix, when he was in a different car. Yeah. Yeah. And then... I think the And team. then tragedy struck. <laughs> he went to pit and just got stuck there for, I forgot how, how long. Well, the reason why that happened was, was because they were losing, um, Some I think pressure. it was hydraulic pressure. Yep. So, what was happening? I think he. St- what? Well, how many times did he stop? Twice. Twice. Stopped twice. So every time they stopped him, they, they had to fill the up the the hydraulic pressure, and it was just taking too long. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't like a tire issue. It was that they were just mm-hmm. waiting for that thing to fill up to top out. In the in the post race, you know, mm-hmm. interviews they were doing, uh, the kid that uh, this guy that works for the, the drive for house, so the research driver Prieto Fidepaldi. Yep. Yeah. He said that was similar that happened to him in Sakir. Like he's like, oh, you don't want to be in that because you have to constantly keep stopping, and these guys have to constantly come and refill that bottle. That's right. what happened to Fidepaldi in Sakir. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, so I mean, that was that's why they eventually they they, are, they originally I think they told them over the radio, you know, go as fast as you can because you're gonna have to stop anyway. They figured if they put on their fresh tires. And he just pushes, he can make up the time, but God. obviously that wasn't working. It's a short lap. You know, it was, I, I, they, they tried, but yeah. it, it wasn't going to work. And it, it just sucks because it wasn't like they were there on like on a fluke. It was on merit. Like they were very quick this weekend. That would have been like winning the Super Bowl for them, like getting points. Oh, yeah. I mean, Jeez. imagine that. You yeah. Know? Not only getting points, getting seventh. Eight? For Williams, for too, Williams, such a, a team that has such history, but hey, they'll be back. They've had, um, yes, they'll be back. We know, Ruben. <laughs> we know, we know, we get it. 
Okay. It just sucks because this is the second time, like, in Secure, he was running in the point, obviously in the points, and he had that pit stop issue, and now, again, something that's not Always seems to happen when he's running into the same thing that happened when he crashed out under the safety car. Oh, yeah. So, I mean... I think it happened in this track, too, no? No, 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 it was... Uh, no, that was... Um, Imola, 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 I think it was an Emola, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, that was his fault, though. That's fine, but he but, didn't get it. He didn't get the points. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> every time he, it seems like there's a, he's cursed, man. Nah, he needs to be out of that team. Okay. One driver we definitely have to, I guess, give him his flowers, as they say. Uh, Mando, freaking Norris. Um, this was fourth. Uh, he finished fourth place. He's still fourth in World Drivers Championship. Seven of eight finishes in the top five. The dude is driving the crap out of the car. Yeah, I mean, he he's bringing it, and there's really no. Uh, I mean, what else is there to say? I think we've we just talked about it. We talk about him every week. He's his drive was almost he was like alone on the track basically because there was obviously the front pack, which is the Mercedes and the Rebels, are way ahead of him. He was way ahead of the midfield pack. So, he, you know, it was a lonely race for him, but solid fifth. Again, he likes to finish fifth. He's almost like a new Hulkenberg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when uh, when Hulkenberg was, uh, was driving for Renault. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, he's super consistent. There's nothing else to say. I mean, wish he had a better car so he could fight at the top, but. Um, he's driving lights out. He's giving Ricardo his, a run for his money. Ricardo's another one, which after we thought that he was back, he was back, had just a horrible race. I think he did have some issues with the car, so it wasn't totally on him, but it was still a disappointing weekend overall, considering that he had a very good weekend last time out. But it kind of looked like when the race started, it kind of looked like Almost maybe because already the team told him, "Hey, you know, don't fight with this guy, not to kill your tires." But it looked like Paris caught him sleeping because he's like oh. pretty much he let him buy almost. Well, I mean, uh, but listen. it was it goes back to even they they said at the end of the at the end of the I mean even it was Lando fun Norris to see him fighting up there, obviously for mm -hmm. the first few laps. But there's no point in wasting your tires, especially because you don't have the pace. Yeah, because you know you're not going to be able to keep up with them. It just doesn't he did, make he any did say sense. That. He did yeah. say that at the end of the race. Yeah, so there's there's no point in doing that. You're going to spend your tires fighting people that are you know they're going to be faster than eventually they're going to overtake you. Run your race, run it alone. Make sure you get a good points finish, especially when your teammate is not running that well. So, uh, any lower than fifth place this coming race in Austria? Hmm. What do you mean? Is he going to finish? Six, seven, eight. He's got to be the hands-on, odds-on favorite to finish fifth. He's got to be the favorite, but um, it'll be a nice, nice who battle. El who else looked good enough? Ferrari. He was so far ahead. Ferrari, Leclerc, Ferrari, Charlie, <laughs> <laughs> Charlie. <laughs> yeah, we left the bar, and yes, he's like screaming through the street, screaming through the cannons of New York City, repping. <laughs> Um, he had a he, he had a he, he overtook. He made it to fourteenth, <laughs> and then thirteenth, and then twelfth, and then, 12th, 12th, and then <laughs> we, we were counting it down. <laughs> well, let's keep saying that. Yeah, okay, he's only thirteen. Because then. I was listening. He was he was he was he people started his way up the field. I'm clapping because you know he made an overtake. But not only you, people and Wellington too. was mocking me like, yeah, 
14th place. So I started mocking him back when he just started passing everybody. Hey, well, it's 13 now. Yeah. Hey. Sixth place. <laughs> my my well, he, what, partner he, what, over was here. It? Yes. No, science was six. He was seven. Sorry. My partner over here <laughs> a few weeks ago said that anything outside of first place for a Ferrari, it's like a funeral. So No, Alonso said that. You said it. You repeated his quote. Yeah, but it's true. And we go with that. A Ferrari does not win it. It's not a Ferrari. However, we definitely got to talk about this. Their pace, this race in Austria, was unreal compared to the rest of the pack. You guys mentioned Charles Leclerc finished seventh. Carlos Carlos Sainz finished sixth. And it right. was like no competition to get there. Yeah, they switched it around. They I don't know. I don't know what they did because... The, if you if you know if you notice the la, the fir, you know the previous races they were really good in qualifying and they struggled in the race. Yeah. This time they struggled in qualifying, so I guess they made of the paces. Yeah, you know, they 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 switched something on the balance of the car uh, to the point where they can handle the tire the tire degradation better. Even though on this track the tire degradation is not, but they managed it a lot better. And um, even though, you know, obviously char. Uh, uh, Science had is was like the signs of old, like he was a McLaren, consistent, running his race, doing what he had to do. Charles had an incident in the first lap with Pierre Gasly, right. which caused Gasly to uh, retire, to retire yep. because of the puncture. Even though I listen, he, it was an admirable effort by Gasly to try to get that car back into the pits. Uh, I don't know how he Oops. was able to do it. It was almost Alonso esque in Baku. Um, However, Charles kept running, even though he had to, they had to change his run his front. Yeah, wing. he went right to his pits. By the yeah, way. Um, but once he got on the mediums and after his third pit stop, mm-hmm. he was he even said that that was one of probably his best race ever in F one. Um, it was, I think, considering that, uh, I think we could all agree that this race wasn't the most fun race. No. Snooze Yeah, the fact it, it made it a little bit better that we saw. Charlie coming up the field. It's always fun to see any car that has a bad start charging up the field. And we, I thoroughly, I I enjoyed it, but I believe everybody else enjoyed it too. Their car set up this weekend and the strategies they chose, for example, the way uh, Ferrari reacted to his broken windshield you know, right away and going the hards, dude, he went all out after that. Yeah. And I mean, like, for example, even Science, Science was, went on mediums all the way to lap 41. Mm hmm. He's been so good at saving his tires, by the way, Carlos Sainz. You gotta watch out for that. He's been really good. I, I think that uh, as a whole, um, the Ferrari driver pairing has probably been the most consistent and the most solid, despite the results. They've mm-hmm. been the most solid this this season. I would agree Be- with that. Yeah, they- well deserved driver of the day for Charles Leclerc. Yes, well sir. Deserved. Anything else to mention for this race? Everybody else was kind of like in no man's land. The Aston Martins, Lance Stroll, sometimes he's he's so maddening because he's so inconsistent. And this is exactly what we talked about last year, that he is just Mr. Inconsistent. You just see the glimpse of how good he can be, but it's just not there all the time. And and we say it all the time. Like, if, in order for you to be a good driver, you have to be consistent. Yeah. And we see it in other young drivers. We see it in Gasly. We see it in Leclerc. We see it in Sainz. Um, you know. But then then you 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 flip the coin and you have a Stroll. You have an Ocon. 
These are good drivers that have glimpses of greatness that you say, all right, this guy can, I wouldn't say go out and be a world champion, but you can, you know, um, you can, you, it could be a solid foundation for a team and score points and things like that. But then they have races where just they're just nowhere. And um and that's not that can happen. Anyway. You have to that be consistent. Happen. The reason why, let's say, a Sergio Perez gets a seat at Red Bull is because he was consistent all, the time. all throughout his career in the midfield, and that's the only way you make it to a top team. So you have to be that way. And obviously, I mean, Ocon, I saw that I, I saw that he was consistent when he was with Force India before he took his break. Mm-hmm. He's been off and on ever since he came back. Straw has been like that his whole career. So, it, you know, and it's, I don't know, man. It, it sucks because you you see the potential, and, and but he's just not all there. So, but, I mean, he's not going to lose his seat. So, so I got to stop this podcast right now because we just spent a long time, a long time talking about Carlos Sainz. I did not hear one single drop. My bad. I feel a little better. Ruben is like the race director. Never yeah. falling asleep never at the wheel. Yo, how about Carlos the race director Sainz. showing us that shot above the trees, like focused on the trees with the track in the background all blurry? <laughs> I was like, dude, get out of here with this artistic racing. I found it beautiful. Get, get out of here. Go back to racing. Do that, <laughs> do that before the race starts or something. One last team that I wanted to mention was, um, and they looked great in qualifying and even in the practices is the Alphataris. Better luck next time, Pierre Gasly. I don't have a drop for them. Yeah, but <laughs> it should be Yuki Tsunoda <laughs> cursing. That's what so it should be. So now you mention it when you don't have a drop for them. <laughs> yeah. When you have and a you drop have you have literally the whole border like, for Come on, bro. Painstakingly put like there's lights blinking in front of you and you can't even press them, bro. I'll be all day. Clue, clue, clue. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Tsunoda and Gasly both look great during the qualifying practices. Great compared to where they normally are. What do we, um, well, maybe we'll, uh, actually, let's jump into this preview. What do we expect from the Alpha Tories going into the next race in Austria? Well, uh, we're there, I, I expect Gasly to be up there fighting with McLaren and Ferrari. Um, Sonoda did have an excellent drive. Um, because he did, he had a points mm-hmm. finish. So um, it seems to me that he's coming down a little bit more, running his race. Um, Remember, he also had a, a grip penalty. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, he, he did. did. Right for uh, slowing down, um, slowing down Bautista. So starting off on the back foot, he still managed to get the car into the points. So listen, that car has been quick all season. Yeah. Um, if they can get both drivers. Um, on board. Well, not on board. I mean, they're both on board. I'm saying they can get both drivers consistently in the points. You know, they'll they'll be able. You know, I I think that the uh, the constructors is obviously you have Red Bull and uh, Red Bull Mercedes. and Mercedes at the top. Then you have McLaren and and uh, Ferrari. And Ferrari, yep. that second group. But I think that if they can get they they can for that third group. So they'll be like they'll be like best the of the fight rest. For, best of the, yeah. of the rest. Yeah, like you know the fight for I guess fifth. I would say yeah. And, you know, so, so right now they are fifth at forty six. Mm-hmm. 
and Aston Martin is sixth at 44. So they have a two-point lead over their next closest competitor. And I think that they're a way better team than Aston Martin. So I would expect them... And Aston Martin has way more money. That's yeah, but... And he's on a second team. But that, but I think that the AlphaTauri is quicker this year as far as like a, a, as a package, as they, a car. I think, I think the AlphaTauri has been showing pace all year is the fact of actually bringing that pace to the actual yeah. race. They've just yeah. had a lot of bad luck yes. between their drivers. Sonoda has and... not helped. Mm-hmm. When Gasly has a bad beginning, unfortunately he doesn't finish or he has just drops back. Right. This week was just very unfortunate. They had, a, they had an awesome pace. And they were he was already there on the battle because look you know he was already in the mix even though he went out on lap one or whatever but come on he was he was he started the race defending his position right okay so let's really talk about this uh, upcoming race to preview the Austrian Grand Prix what do we expect at the top obviously Red Bull Mercedes I think that finishing it out I think we're gonna have kind of the same qualifying right I think that finishing it out it'll be Max Ham Perez this time. Mm-hmm. You guys agree or disagree? Max, I'm with you on that. Max Ham Perez. Perez. In that order? Yeah. Yeah. I think that they're going to. So, what they've been doing with Perez is they've been doing like the freaking knuckleball strategy versus like with Max, they're like, okay, this is our fastest strategy. This is what we're doing. With Perez, they've been playing like defense, right? They've, yeah. they've been throwing. That's like the off speed pitch with them mm-hmm, mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. kind of keep Mercedes honest. Right. That's why he won't. Beat Hamilton. Who so, Hamilton is still Hamilton, you know? Yeah. So Max is, you know. Max throw, is the fastball the down deep, the middle. Throw the ball deep in, 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 in football terms, and then you have. How the, did we get from baseball to football? Because then, so. yeah, then you have. Uh, <laughs> you, and you, got, you got to make sure that the that the, that the, pa- the, the pass offense is, is open, so you got to run it everywhere. Right, and if it's also. a power play, then it's a no. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to talk in your terms, bro. So that's why you got to throw Perez at Yeah, yeah, yeah. And imagine, then, and then pick, Paris the pick a roll. <laughs> <laughs> so we agree on the top, right? And then. Yeah. Bodas obviously fourth is our prediction, and then Mando, Mando, right? I hopefully it rains. I just feel like we saw the pace of the cars this past, you know, yesterday, and it's just gonna kind of hold true again. Like there wasn't any real. The only curveball that I could see coming our way is Charlotte Claire not having a bad start and mm-hmm. being able to show true pace and stay up with. Lando Norris, who they've shown that they have been like neck and neck at times in races. Um, and that might also change also the remember, narrative on the race because rem- we're not going to be falling asleep. At least these guys that have, every time they face each other in the track, they've always, always done clean racing with each other. You pass me, I pass At the you. bar, they didn't have the coffee like right, right on time. Oh, it was just that experience. Remember that we're using softer compounds. So, so this will this will be what a C nine C ten. I'm still wondering if it's vitamin C or something. <laughs> what vitamin they're gonna give us this week? They're using softer compounds. So, um, a Red Bull is better on the softer compounds. Um, Ferrari, so far this season, have not been very good at tire management. So, they could that car could degrade the tires more. Maybe McLaren is a little bit better. So you got to look out for that. Um, and come on, Ricardo, wake up. Ricardo needs to wake up, but we don't know where he's going to be at. Um, but you have to throw in the curveball that Gasly's going to be in the mix. Too. Yeah, he will. So, yeah, it, it, there's still a lot to 
to look out yeah. for. And we've seen it. We Lando and Gasly against each other. We've yeah. seen it. We don't know what the weather. What is this idiot doing? Yeah. <laughs> we don't know what the weather's gonna look like. Uh, we'll see. I mean, every race is different. Somebody and, get burned. And back. we've seen turn on the sprinklers. I'll tell you what. <laughs> last year, this is the same thing that we were afraid of. Last year, when we were when we started, when we started, because this was the first time that we we're gonna we were gonna have races back to back in the same, same venues. But what happened actually was that those races were very different. What happened was not the same winner in the in both races. So we might get something interesting this weekend. It might be a better race than this one because this one, this honestly, there was the. It didn't. This race doesn't seem like it was boring, but it was boring. But there was more to talk about. No, it seemed boring. Well, I mean, but there's still a lot coming out of it, so. A lot of things going on. Charlie moving up through the field. Guys, anything? Red Bull very dominant, yeah. which we didn't expect. Red Bull ring. Mercedes has to make a big leap to go to the top on this upcoming race. Yeah. Do you think Mercedes is in trouble? No. Uh, no. I don't think so. It's a long season. It's, it's one double it's DNF away. Season over. Or Mercedes career over. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The, um, where do you see the battle of McLaren and Ferrari going? So that, yeah, so that, watch out. That, that I I did not talk about. Where I see the battle going is Ferrari's gonna get past them. Um, Ferrari's gonna beat them, is my opinion, and the reason for that is Danny Ricardo needs to get his head out of his butt. If if something happens to to uh, Lando Norris, say it was Lando Norris that got the puncture, now where are they? Yeah, he almost scored as many points as the Ferrari cars combined. Right, it was they, the Ferrari cars outscored him by four points. I think that's what's going to make it or break it for for the best of the rest. Do you have faith that Ricardo can come back? Um, I do. Okay, are you uh, I I do because I think that uh, uh, there are some tracks coming up towards the back half of the season that he has historically done well on. Uh, so. We'll see. We'll see. He has to get it together. Doesn't seem like very because obviously, I, listen, he was good at Monaco and he was horrible at that race. That's that's a good point. So I that's I don't know, point. man. It's a, he won Baku and he he lo, he was hard. What hard we know about Ricardo is that when he switches team, when he ha, well, the one time that we've seen him switch a team, which was when he went to Red Bull. I mean, went sorry, to Renault. Um, is that he struggled at first, but then came on at the end of the season. So, listen, we're only seven, what, eight races in? I keep saying seven. I don't know why. We're eight races in. Um, we're still not halfway through the season yet. I think he'll be back. I think so, too. I hope and he so seems, be. what's good about Ricardo is, for example, you've seen when drivers are down. So, Alex Albon, when he was down, when he was with Red Bull, it seemed like that carried over onto his drives. Same thing with Gasly when he was with Red Bull. Um, the, the confidence um, for Ricardo, he when you see him, obviously he's upset that he's not doing well, but he it looks like he still has that confidence in him. When he drives well, he's happy. He's always you know happy go lucky, and he's looking to improve. And I think that when you're not performing well, and and you can keep your confidence up, it bodes well for you in the future. Eventually, you're going to turn around. Now, if your confidence goes down, 
as we saw with Botas too, when he doesn't drive well, uh, he seems to get into a slump. And we've seen that with many drivers on the grid. Um, and I don't see Ricardo falling into that same trap. So that's the reason why I am bullish on Ricardo. Okay. You bet it. What I know is that of 120 constructor points, Lando Norris has 86 of them. <laughs> All right. Anything else, boys, before we wrap it up? No. Okay. Guys, you so can we're find not us history, on. We're not going to do trivia. No. Wah, wah, wah. You can find us on many, many, many. <laughs> I got trivia questions. Podcast. He was so mean. Platforms. Yeah, you saw it, right? He was harsh. Yeah, that I got was trivia mean. questions. Let, let's do some trivia real quick. It's got to be quick. Go quick. ahead. Okay, I can start now? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, we don't have the buzzers, but. Uh, How many times has Rebel won the home race? Three. <laughs> 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 What and else? You're right on that one. Okay. I knew that was coming. <laughs> What's the next one? <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's just since it's the same same track, same history throughout. Whatever. So let's go. Let's go. Let's do another tussle one. Uh, in 2016, Lewis Hamilton and Rico Rosberg made contact on the last lap. Who went to win the race? 2016, you said? Yes. That was Rosberg, that one. Nope. No? 20. Oh, they made contact. Last mm -hmm. Damn it. It wasn't going to be any of them. That was a stupid answer. What? <laughs> why was you, it? Why uh, you helping him? No, was it Vettel? No. It was what? actually Hamilton. Hamilton. Oh, Hamilton really? won. Yeah. And Rosberg finished fourth from from win damage. Okay. Any other? So does this count towards the point tally? I mean, I guess. No, it doesn't. Come on. Name the team who had a double retirement in 2018. Ocean GP. And prior to that, it was like two years without having like a double retirement. Double retirement? Yep. That was uh, Mercedes. You got it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Both of us went out with a gearbox and Hamilton went out with a power unit. Issue. Yeah. Oh. And that was the day that both uh, Hamilton was going like, oh, we have no power. We have been struggling so much. Yeah. I don't remember that. All right. Got another one. What are you trying to cut me off? Jesus, man? dude, but you said you had nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys put me to work. I was in silence here for like half hour looking for something. You were in silence because you're the, uh, Oh, my bad. Because I was tired. Ruben in silence. <laughs> uh, name the only Austrian-born driver to win his home race. To win his home race? Mm-hmm. Nicky Lauda? Yeah. That was the year he won his last championship, and he also had three post positions at the Austrian GP. Three pole positions? Yeah, like he prized, you know, what, oh. not, not Austrian, but I say Austrian because the other names I can't pronounce. <laughs> Austrian, Swiss, Richie, and Russia, Russia, Russia. <laughs> what happened? What else you got? Uh, no, I just got like a quick race fact, since we're not doing history. <laughs> He's so upset. <laughs> He's so what upset. We upset. talked He's about like, this before. I know, I know. I just, I'm just getting like, into this he now. Said, no, we're not. We're not <laughs> doing the race history or the trivia, right? Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> Holy he, had, crap. he said he had nothing no, prepared. He, <laughs> he had like a whole book. <laughs> no, it was just like a quick. Uh, when I was looking for quick. some of these questions earlier, it was um, a gentleman named Stefan Johansson. Yes, He's, he suffered one of the weirdest or the strangest. F1 actions in 87 during practice. He actually hit a deer. What? <laughs> yeah. It's like driving on a Taconic. Yeah, yeah similar. <laughs> I 
And he suffered a couple of broken ribs when the, he barely was able to compete in the race. <laughs> he was able also to compete in the race the next, you know, with a couple of broken ribs. Deer? Yeah. Damn. Because that's like one, I remember Rojan hitting a, 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 a groundhog in Canada. Yes. But a deer? That car must have been destroyed. And it's, the deer must have been destroyed. Yeah, the struck. deer must have been. He like, was very lucky to have only suffered a few broken ribs. Yeah, I and probably would have died with just one. And, <laughs> yeah. So for a few. And the deer disintegrated. Yep. Oh, my God. Okay. It's hot. You can find us. You can find us on many, many podcast platforms. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google so Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Stitcher. <laughs> also, at Jump to Start F1 on Twitter and at Jump to Start F1 on Instagram. You do that so well, Wells. Yep. Anything else, boys? That's it. Thank you very much. See you guys later. Bye.